So I just hit her with a follow on Twitter. On Instagram, I accumulated over 15,000 followers. I don't give my number out to random people, and then I'm smart about it. It made me really uncomfortable when that many people were commenting on my pictures. Oh my gosh. I just got a DM from Taylor Nation. I found them on the internet. It sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> Hello. My name is Taylor Robeson, and this is Social Media and Ourselves. This semester, I was an iVoices intern, and I chose to put together a collection of stories for you that look at the idea of vulnerability, more specifically, being vulnerable on the internet. In these stories, we see students put themselves out there on different social media platforms, and there's always that option that everything could go wrong when you're vulnerable on the internet. But what happens if everything goes right? In this first story, we look at a young man who was vulnerable on Twitter. He sent a message to a girl, and many things could have happened. She could have not even looked at his message. She could have read it and not responded. Or she could have responded in a hurtful way that would have made him not want to be vulnerable on social media ever again. Ew, seriously? That is so gross. Let's take a look at what did happen. Well, I was a freshman in high school when I thought this girl was really cute for one of my classes and I didn't know how to talk to her or anything so I just hit her with the follow on Twitter and I just just to see how it goes you know and I followed her Twitter started looking at her tweets she had some stuff where she was insecure and she's like oh I'm not that pretty or something like that and well I replied to that tweet of course because I thought she was cute as hell I replied to her and I told her like oh no, I think you're really cute, or something in that nature. And as time progressed, I just slipped into the DMs, which is direct message, and we started talking, and I asked for a date. And eventually, yeah, I got a date with this cute girl, and she became my girlfriend for like two years off of Twitter. After listening to that story, can't you just all see it play out? One thing it reminds me of is back when we were in elementary school, when you didn't have social media to message somebody, and you wrote a simple note, and you just said, I think you're cute. Check the box yes or no if you like me too. I think that's kind of what happened here in this new age social media kind of way. In our next story, it's about a guy with a unique vision. He wanted to do something that was totally different to make money, but he wasn't sure what his friends would think. But he took a chance anyway, and he got to the point of being vulnerable with this idea on the internet that almost everything did go wrong, even though it started out so right. So thinking back, um, I was in high school starting my freshman year. I got really big into reselling sneakers. I would uh, buy them in bulk or just if I saw a good deal. I would buy it and just uh, maybe clean up the shoe or just sell it as is for profit. And so with that, I eventually uh, grew my page through um, YouTube um, and uh, especially Instagram, which on Instagram, I accumulated over 15,000 followers by the time I was done, which it was great having that big of a following for because um, all my shoes, it made it a lot easier to sell the shoes. But at the same time, it made me really uncomfortable when that many people were commenting on my pictures or uh, liking them and uh, just be getting a lot of criticism at times if uh, all the customers were not satisfied. So sometimes it made me uncomfortable and eventually led to me uh, 
quitting the reselling game. When I think about this scene, it reminds me that we can all be so passionate about something and so excited like this young man was with sneakers. Then he got really turned off from the idea because social media was taking his vision and his unique idea away from him. He was vulnerable and created something that he wanted to see on the internet. But in the end, being vulnerable was still painful. Next up, we have a story of a young girl who found a new identity online. I'm sure you've all heard the statement, don't talk to strangers on the internet, and I'm sure you've heard dozens of horror stories of people talking to strangers. How easy is it for a pedophile to pick up an underage child using social media? Well, today we're going to find that out. Here's a story of how talking to a stranger on the internet changed my life in the best way possible. Ever since fourth grade, Taylor Swift has been someone I looked up to. In July of 2018, I decided to make an Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr account to show my love and support for her. After a few weeks of having it, I started to interact with more people who followed me than I followed back through DMs. And over the course of the first few months, I found myself texting and FaceTiming these people almost every single day. These girls quickly became some of my best friends. There's this one girl, and she was one of the first people I talked to on my account. Oh, I should introduce myself. I'm Peyton. I'm 18 years old. I love Taylor Swift. And yeah, do you need to know anything else? We would text and FaceTime all the time about Taylor, but as time went on, we learned a lot about our personal lives and became a lot closer. Growing up, my parents always told me not to talk to strangers and to be careful with what I post. They knew I had quote-unquote Taylor Swift friends but never fully supported it. I told them that I'm definitely aware of who I should and shouldn't talk to and told them that I don't give my number out to random people and that I'm smart about it. Didn't you invite a load of people to your house? Fans to your house? I heard yeah. that on the radio yesterday or the day before, but I didn't know whether it was fiction or not. You, no, you, that's true. That's true? But yes. how do you select them? In July of the following year, I asked my parents if I was able to go to Rhode Island to visit. At first, they told me absolutely not because I never met her before and my parents have never talked to her parents. I found them on the internet for the other... <laughs> Taylor, it sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> After I explained how I'd been texting and FaceTiming her for a whole year, they let me go. I would go online, I would look at their Instagram pages or their Tumblr or their Twitter or whatever and, um, and just kind of watch them for months and months. About a week before I was supposed to go to Rhode Island, um, I got a confidential direct message on Twitter from her management company. Oh my gosh. I just got a DM from Taylor Nation on Tumblr. And they called me, told me all the information in order to meet her, but told me not to tell anyone because it was extremely confidential. This thing was I couldn't tell anybody. So I had to- Come a week later, I met my best friend for the very first time, and it was one of the happiest moments of my life. I'm gonna vomit everywhere. <laughs> Hi. Later in the day, I told her that I got in the DM, and she told me that she got one as well. On August 6th in LA, and I told them I could go. That meant that we'd be meeting again a week later, but in Taylor Swift's house. The next weekend, my dad and I went to Nashville, Tennessee, for what ended up being the best weekend of my life. When we got to the hotel, so many of my best friends that I had interacted with online over the past year were also there. I introduced my dad to all of my friends and their parents and I remember saying, see dad, these are real people. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> and then I invited them over and they came. And they came. 
When I was an undergrad, I took a generational studies class, and a lot of times we talked about the relationship between parents and their children and how the gap in generations can really affect that relationship. But one thing I like to think about with this story is I imagine going to a concert with your mom or your dad, and you don't really want them there because it's not cool or fun, but they've decided you're too young and you need a chaperone. We've all been there. It's a big stadium. You're so excited, and all you want to do is run ahead, see what the commotion is about, go buy a t-shirt. But you have to wait. In this story, finally going to a concert with her parents, she was able to bridge that gap, and they were able to see her life on social media become her life in the physical space. It finally made sense to them, and I think that's a great thing.